Hey guys, Candace Eisner here again with you this week. This week I wanted to talk to you about three quick wins for your practice and go over a little bit of administrative stuff before we continue. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Happy Holiday Monday, you guys. Well, it's Holiday Monday if you're in most of Canada. I think it's a holiday in almost all the provinces and at least one of the territories. Kind of lost track of that. It keeps changing every year. Anyway, yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying your day. If you're listening to this, of course, on the day that I release the podcast, you know, enjoying your holiday, getting out and enjoying the weather, that, you know, last kick at summer we have in August. And uh, yeah, speaking of that, actually, I've got some administrative stuff for you. Well, maybe that's not a proper segue, but I'm going to use it as a proper segue. So fine, that's what I'm going to do. So let's talk about some administrative stuff with the podcast. The first thing that I realized last night as I was sort of thinking about what I wanted to talk about on today's episode was that I forgot the podcast anniversary back on July 13th. Oops. (laughs) I think maybe four or five podcast episodes back, maybe six, I said I was going to do something for the podcast episode or the podcast anniversary. I completely forgot. So whoopsie. Um, Thanks for a great year, everyone more to come. Definitely not planning on shutting down the podcast. I've really appreciated all of your feedback. I've appreciated the response I've gotten to the podcast. Um, I've got listeners all over the world. I had one week where I was joking that I was big in Japan because I had, you know, listeners in Tokyo listen to like, I don't know, like 60 listens or something like within a few hours. That was kind of cool. Hopefully that wasn't spam bots. Anyway, yeah, more to come on the podcast for the coming year. And speaking of that, actually, I've been hinting at changing up the schedule. You guys, those of you who actually listened to the outro, you might have noticed I said, well, you know, yeah, we're back for the summer. I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe I'm going to do like a seasons type of schedule. So what I've decided instead is I'm going to do 40 episodes per year every year. Um, give or take a couple, you know, like, you know, poop happens in life. Maybe some, I won't be able to get to 40 every single year. Some years it might be 37 or something. But, you know, I did 47 episodes over the first year that this podcast existed. So I know it's doable to do 40 a year. Um, it's definitely doable. And on that note, actually, when, now that I mentioned the whole seasons idea, I'm not going to do seasons. A lot of podcasts do break themselves up into seasons, and that makes really good logical sense. You know, it's kind of like the old TV days where we had, you know, a season of TV, and then you had a summer break where you had to either watch reruns or watch other crap that was on TV. But <laughs> now in the days of sort of the online world and Netflix and stuff that's kind of less prevalent, yes, there's still seasons. It's just kind of a different concept. But anyway kind of a tangent there. Um, I'm not going to do seasons. I'm just going to do years. And each year I plan to take some time off recording. So in other words, there's 52 weeks of a year, but I'm only going to do 40 episodes. So I'm going to take some time off. I take a little in the spring, a little in the summer, and a little in December, the New Year's holidays. You know, I, I did that last year. So you guys are probably familiar with that. So on that note, I'm going to disappear for a few weeks. So this is the little summer break. 
Uh, I'm going to disappear for the rest of August and I will be back right after Labor Day. I might even come back on Labor Day itself. We'll see how my scheduling goes. I might be away out of um, visiting my family in Nova Scotia. But uh, we'll see how that goes. Regardless, I am going to be back after Labor Day and I promise not to wear white. <laughs> Does anybody know? Actually, I do know where that don't wear white after Labor Day thing came from. I think it's kind of ridiculous personally, but hey, uh, there are some people out there who think it's, it's you know, relevant, or whatever, you know. But yeah, I won't wear white after Labor Day while recording the podcast, okay? Not that you guys can see me anyway. So there's our administrative stuff. You know, I'm not going to do seasons. I'm just going to do years, 40 episodes per year approximately that you can look forward to. At least I hope you're looking forward to them. Happy podcast anniversary to us all. Thank you for listening over this last year, you know, sort of the 2016-17 year. And yeah, let's go back to what I hinted at the very beginning when I first started talking into the microphone here. I'm going to talk to you about three quick and pretty easy things you can do to improve your clinic and your practice and your business and your life, really. So I'm just going to leave you with a little something to think about over the next few weeks while I'm gone. Hopefully this helps you out. So the number one thing I'm going to talk about is to use technology to your advantage. Now, I did a podcast episode on this a few weeks ago, but I really do think it's important in this sort of this modern world because you can get back a lot of time by using technology to your advantage. And it can make things a lot easier for you. For example, online booking eliminates phone tag and it also makes sure that the people who would like to book with you actually book with you and not with someone else because they kind of give up because they're too much in the phone or email tag and they're like, forget it, I'm just going to book with someone else. That happens a lot, believe it or not. People get impatient. Um, Most booking systems also do client reminders before appointments, which reduces no-shows, which is a big um, help for you, of course. Not only does it help your bottom line, but it just helps your sanity. Like I used to have, um, before I started doing sort of a reminder system, I used to have quite a few no-shows. It was a pain in the butt and I didn't have time to be sitting down and calling everybody. So yeah, definitely. Reminder system really helps you out. Many systems um, can also email patients things like intake forms or questionnaires or anything that you might need them to fill out. So if you get them to do that, that also saves you time when they get to the clinic and you don't need to be worrying about, well, you know, it's going to take them 20 minutes to fill that out, but they still expect a full treatment, da, 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 and then what am I going to do? You don't need to worry about that if you send it to them in advance, at least hopefully you don't. The other thing to think about is accepting credit cards. That's certainly a technology that you might want to think about because it reduces those, oh, I didn't bring cash awkward moments or even people who don't pay. That used to happen to me once or twice um, before I started accepting credit cards like clear across the board in my practice. I had, yeah, I had uh, somebody just walk out without paying and that sucked. Trust me, that sucks. And I won't get into the details, but yeah, it wasn't fun. So it's not something that you want to really have. So if you accept credit cards, there's really, and you accept debit, and there's really no excuse for people to do that kind of thing. So that also makes your life easier and sort of less stress. Like people will walk in, you know they're going to be able to pay at the end of their appointment. So think about how tech can improve the efficiency of your business is basically what I'm saying. And if you're hesitant because of the costs, like if you're going, I don't know, should I invest in this? Well, just ask yourself, how much is my time worth? Will paying for this thing, whether it's online booking, credit card processing fees, um, 
you know, a website, whatever it is, will paying for this thing get me back time that I can use to do other important things? And other important things is up to you, whatever you define it as, whether it's seeing more patients so you can make more income and also so you can help more people. Of course, that's important too. Whether it's spending more time with your kids, whether it's having time to go to that yoga class in between clients because you've done things to make your practice more efficient so you have more free time. And I did say these were quick wins, right? Well, okay, let's let's be real here. Signing up for the tech is gonna take you a little bit of time because you need to test drive systems and enter previous client data and all that stuff. But once it's set up, it is a quick win because you gain a lot of time. So, and it, it ends up usually improving your workflow at your clinic. So think about the... Uh, Think about that end of it. Yeah, it's going to take you a few hours or maybe days to get things set up. But on the overall life of your business, you're going to gain so much. So here's number two. Number two is a concept I have heard from other entrepreneurs, including Daniel Laporte, and that is planning your day equals living your life. So plan your stuff out in advance. Don't just, you know, open your book the day of something and go, oh, you know, today I know I need to um, see these four patients and that's the times that they're booked. Plus I need to do my clinic laundry. I need to run these five errands. I have a friend who I wanted to go see for coffee, but I'm not really sure what time is going to work, blah, 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 blah. Like, Flying by the seat of your pants is fine sometimes. Sometimes that's just how life throws things at you. Yes, and you need to be able to be flexible. I'm not saying don't be flexible. But planning your life out is just really helpful to make sure that you actually focus on the things that are important to you. So this is what I'm going to say here. Plan life first. Plan your work around your life and not the other way around. And this only takes a bit of your time, honestly. It takes like five to ten minutes in the evening before or in the weekend before or at the beginning of the month. Depends on how you want to do things. Like, are you the type where you could do a whole month's plan and then have some flexibility in there? Are you more the type of person where you can't really plan more than a day or two in advance, right? So what I'm saying basically is think about the things that are important in your life first. Think about the fact that you need to, or not just need, you want and need, and it's really important that you say work out three times a week. Plan that into your schedule and don't allow clients to book over that time. Plan out um, the fact that you want to take your daughter out for ice cream one afternoon because that's just a really nice thing to do in the summer or any time of year, really. Who doesn't like ice cream? Um... Plan out the fact that you needed to run to the store to, to pick a bunch of stuff up, whether it's for the clinic or for your personal use. Doesn't matter. The point is, plan that stuff out first. Then look at what time is left for your work. Now again, I'm not saying here that you should book things over your clients. Like somebody's booked an appointment from 9 to 10, but you would rather be going to a yoga class. Well, you're just going to cancel that appointment so you can go to yoga class, right? No, no, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is in the time that doesn't have clients booked into it, you should be thinking about the rest of your life instead of going, oh, well, I need to keep a clean slate in case somebody wants to book an appointment. No, don't do that. Plan out your schedule with what's important to you. And it's certainly going to be more than just your work schedule. That's all I'm saying. Take that time the night before 
or like I said, the weekend before, the month before, whatever, and block things out so that when it comes time to go to that yoga class, when it comes time to take your daughter out for ice cream, when it comes time to run those errands, you've already got it in your schedule and you've got plenty of space for clients to book still. So you don't need to worry about that stuff. And if you're worried about it not having enough flexibility, like I said, leave some flexibility in there. Like you don't have to book something for every single moment of a day. Simply, you know, put some time blocks where it, this is the type of activity you're going to be doing. So this is the this is the time block where I'm booking patients. And yes, you can go outside of it a little bit. Just try not to do that too much. And similarly, try not to sort of let your personal life run too much into your client time either. It's basically a way of finding that balance. So you're not letting your work life run the rest of your life, but you're also not, you know, sort of drawing back too much and spending too much time on fun things and not enough time building your practice. You need to think about both. And the last thing I want to talk about is more of a mindset shift. It's not about a specific task. It's not about sort of using technology, which was number one, or, you know, planning things in a journal or in your Google calendar or whatever it is you like to use to plan stuff out. This is more of a mindset thing, and it's being willing to challenge your assumptions. And this is an important one, because are you the type of person where you find yourself saying, well, you know, I can't really do that because of insert reason here. Or, oh, well, I don't want to do that because it might rock the boat or whatever it might be. Well, challenge yourself. Is it really true the way you're thinking? Do you have to behave that way? Or are you just holding yourself back due to fear or due to concerns about something, which really is just fear? Why are you holding yourself back? If you really want something for your business and your practice, you have to be willing to reach beyond what feels comfortable and feels safe. So challenge yourself. Every time you're faced with a new business opportunity or a challenging client case, or that fellow practitioner, maybe they're a fellow RMT or whatever you do, or maybe they're in a related profession, that fellow practitioner who seems to not respect what you do and seems to sort of treat you poorly, you know, uh, make yourself really look at that situation. If it's important to you to challenge that practitioner's assumptions or try out that new business opportunity or take that challenging client case, even though, you know, you're something in you is a little bit scared about it. Well, if it's important to you, take it on. And if you don't want to take it on, ask yourself why. Just don't stay stuck in the same old. That's all I'm saying. You don't have to constantly take on things that are really hard. I'm not saying that either. I'm simply saying, you know, don't stay stuck in the same old, same old. If you want to make changes in your practice in your life, you have to be willing to push those boundaries and see what happens. And remember too, if you push a boundary and you decide you don't like what happens on the other side, that's okay. You can change. That's the beautiful thing about having your own business. You know, as long as you're not breaking any laws or something, I'm certainly not proposing that, you know. You do have to work within the boundaries of whatever um, regulations are formed around whatever it is you do. Like if you're a regulated health professional or, or you're, you're a part of an association or whatever, you obviously have to work safe and smart and intelligent and do things according to rules. But one rule that doesn't exist is the... Uh, like the ceiling for your business. You can literally take it wherever you'd like to go. You just need to be willing to do that. And trust me, I know it is freaking hard. 
But you have to be willing to make that change, challenge your assumptions and say to yourself, is this something I really want? If so, then I have to be willing to do the work to make it happen. All right, you guys, that's it for this week. I will be back with you after my little holiday, back after Labor Day. I won't wear white unless you really want me to. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for listening into this week's podcast episode. I really do appreciate your time. If you're new to the podcast, hey, let me introduce myself. My name is Candace Eisner, and I am a former registered massage therapist in the province of Ontario. I like to say retired registered massage therapist, actually, because it sounds a little bit more fun. Hey, Freedom 35. But let's be real here for a second. I'm not actually retired. I am retired from the profession of massage therapy, but what I'm doing these days is I am helping those who work in healthcare or fitness or wellness build practices and businesses that really align with who they are and what they want out of life. That is really my big mission. That is important to me. So if you head on over to happylittlebiz.com, you can read a little bit more about who I am and what I'm about and read some of my free articles that I have available. You can also keep listening to this weekly podcast. I'd love it if you did that. And actually speaking about that, if you do enjoy the podcast, if you find it helpful, I would be so appreciative if you would share this episode or share another episode with friends or relatives or other people you know who work in health and wellness and fitness so that we can have more people listening to the podcast. And the more people that listen, the more topic ideas or requests I get, the better the podcast is. It works out well for all of us. So you can just share this on social media. You can share it by email, wherever you like you want to go. Um, if you need a link, head on over to happylittlebiz.com. You can get a link to my podcast episodes there, or you can just link people to Happy Little Biz. That would be great too. So thanks again. I really do appreciate it. This is it for this week's podcast, and I will see you back here next week.